Hello and welcome back. Yes. Wow. Look, we're here. Welcome back to episode 16. Entitled, We Had Another Break by Accident, Very Sorry, of the Down <laughs> Under the Ring podcast. It is me, the Warship, alongside Fidmic Awesome. And this week, we're going to be covering the road to Crown Jewel. Vinnie Mac loses it all. Is AEW the MJF show now, officially and always? And so much more. Fid, how are you doing? Mate, I have spent the last week recovering from eight days straight on my feet at an event. And I can tell you, it takes me a lot longer to recover from a week of fucking walking around than it used to <laughs> yeah so uh, uh that, that, that's where i was i was, I was away working um and because i was away i wouldn't let uh, shippy do the show without me because i don't want him stealing my spot that's true that's true i've got so <laughs> many people lined up ready to go to take the spot just waiting for fed to leave the keys on the table and then yep. it, it will be gone so probably a good thing but yeah, for me, it's been a long-ass couple of weeks as well. I know we've only been really technically gone for like a week, but it feels like two. By the time we record, it will be roughly two yeah. since we really put anything out there. Uh, big apologies for that, obviously. We have been pretty committed to releasing at least a weekly podcast. Things have been a little bit cuckoo crazy. And yep. that's okay. I mean, with me back to streaming also, you know, for the people in the future, you'll have already missed the stream, but I'm going to stream later on today, twitch.tv slash the warship. <clears throat> Big plugs there. But, you know, there's been a lot of stuff going on and there's been a lot of stuff going on in wrestling as well. Things have been crazy when it comes to wrestling. I have been fairly caught up this whole time. There's some stuff that I've missed. There's some stuff that I haven't missed, but really... I've missed you the most, everybody listening. And I thought you were talking to me then, but no, you're, nope. you're talking to the listener. Didn't miss me at all. No, <laughs> not at all. Still waiting for that belt to come home, honestly. So it's okay. <laughs> but yes, this week we've got some crazy stuff going on. In fact, probably the biggest thing, the biggest thing going on in wrestling. Still, even though it kind of doesn't really do much, it doesn't really affect the day-to-day, -day, although it might put some people's minds at ease. And that's the big one. We're talking about, of course, Vince McMahon, no chance in hell of being part of the booking team anymore. What do you think about that? Oh, mate, best thing to happen. Let's yeah. be honest. Like, um, from a programming standpoint, I think we were all... Uh, suspecting that that was the case already anyway because there was a moment after wrestlemania you know there was literally the, the first episode of raw after mania where we all watched it and went wait a minute that was a bit shit yeah. and it was confirmed that vinnie mac was getting involved getting back in the weeds like he said he wouldn't do um and on and off for a few months there we were suspicious that uh, Vinnie Mac was getting involved. It was then confirmed he was absolutely uh, changing creative and whatnot. But over the last couple of months, it's been back on form like it's felt like a Triple H show again. Yeah. Uh, honestly, oof, man, we deserve a Triple H show because it's been great. Like I've really mm. been enjoying wrestling in general over the last couple of months. And... There was a really big fear for a while there, just after WrestleMania, that mm. post-WrestleMania orgasm where it just didn't feel good. It felt a bit ruined. It I would actually like... argue that day two of WrestleMania was mm -hmm. where it started to feel shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's 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 how it is. It's how it's been for such a long time that we kind of forget the contributions of Vince McMahon. And I do have to say that it's it sucks, right? Not that he's no longer part of it, but it sucks that, you know, what a mind. What an absolute mind for wrestling. What a mm. guy who literally brought it into the forefront, who literally created everything that we do now. We wouldn't yep. be having this conversation if it wasn't for Vince McMahon. Oh, now, 100%. aside from, you know, the last five to ten years of his programming, his ideas, his concepts, I do have to say that the guy, man, he deserves all the respect in the world. It's time to go. It's time to go and, you know, look and look over your fields and witness yeah, I, what you've made. Um, I, I, will, I will say all respect in the world when it comes to what he's given us with pro wrestling. Um, yeah. Let's putting putting aside personal feelings about uh, his uh, uh, backstage antics, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, he it's time to be put out to pasture with lack of a better <laughs> term. You know, it's yeah. In saying that, um, this week he's also been seen already over in Saudi Arabia, um, and he's just there basically as a figurehead. So, um, yeah. and, and look, he's not it's not bad him doing that, right? No, my understanding is that his job now is to be that figurehead, but also is to be the guy who negotiates television, the guy who organises yep. the best price, you know, where they're going to be going. There is a lot of rumours that we might be getting Wednesday Night Raw now, which will be really weird, but I guess we'll have to wait and see how that all goes too. Yeah, look, I, I'm not going to comment on that until it happens. It's just there's yep. so much up in the air at the moment. Literally the only thing that's been confirmed as SmackDown is moving to um, USA. Um, I don't think we even have a confirmation about what's happening with NXT yet, do we? No, no, not, not that I'm aware of either. So yeah. that, that might I say, NXT, holy shit, has been really good lately too. So it's good to see that the creative minds are not being burnt out just mm. on the WWE main shows now. And obviously Sean's got a bit of work there that he's putting into it as well. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see what this new era looks like. And if it's anything like what we've been seeing lately, it's pretty damn good. We've seen massive pushes for LA Knight. I hear I hear so many rumors about a carrying cross revitalization coming in 2024. And I am excited as shit for that. Oh, because dude, I love the guy. A... Yeah. No, he's he, really he, he talented too. Re- do, do you think he needs a repackage or just sort of be given time to do what he can do? Bring him back to Killer Cross, but yeah. don't put the fucking bondage shit on him again. Like <laughs> he needs, like make him, make him a fucking murderer, man. Like yeah. make him a psychopath. Put him on an undefeated streak where he's just breaking necks or something. Like yeah. really, just make him a beast. Put him in a title picture, have him win a title. He's had really good matches, really, really strong matches with guys like AJ. Um, but I think it's time to show what he can actually do because he can do a lot. Super charismatic, has a hot as fuck wife, like got to be doing something right. Mm. You know what I mean? So I reckon it's time to let him do his thing. Absolutely. We're not here to talk about him, though, at the moment. That's a little bit of an aside that I just wanted to mention because I really like the idea of it. So, But, but look, this is the thing is we can sort of, with Vinnie Mac out of the way, uh, creatively, hopefully he's also no, not in charge of which talent gets hired and fired as well. So um, it's all this sort of thing that is the benefit of not having Vinnie getting in the way is 
people like Karrion Cross are now potentially going to get a push. Like people that mm. Vinnie Mac clearly did not get or didn't understand or in some cases didn't like. What about Boogs, though? We know Boogs was a Vince McMahon production, and we lost Boogs because of it all, too. So at the end of the day, maybe there's a little bit of a method to his madness, but we just don't need it on every angle on the show. Absolutely, 100% agreed. Uh, while we're talking about interesting angles on the show, I've, I've put one in here I wanted to talk about because I think this is a really interesting uh, angle to uh, sort of make something out of the fact that the women's tag team titles has had a really patchy history over the last few years. Essentially, people being injured, people walking out, we've had all that sort of thing since these bouts have been in play, essentially. Like, yeah. we haven't had really good runs without some drama happening behind the scenes. Um, and we've got the uh, Scottish Vampire Girls now have claimed that they cursed the titles. And I don't know about you, dude, but I saw this angle come up on Raw this week and I was like, this is cool. This is actually yeah. really cool. Like, you're taking something factual that's going on with the titles and going... This is an issue. This is why, and this is why. It's, it is cool. Because and, and, it, you're call, it and you're calling up younger stars to do it. Yeah, but it's really cool, though. I like it. I like the whole curse thing because I know we've all been thinking it, right? We've all kind of had it in our heads yeah. for a while. This is that this. Uh, Anyone the, who's ever had those like titles dangerous. has had drama. Yeah, no, exactly right. So it's cool. It's a nice little callback, a nice, a nice little reference point there. And, you know, if it keeps happening, then we get scared. Then we get the garlic out maybe or some crosses or something. Maybe yeah. that's where we need carry and cross. <laughs> need to bring the crosses out. The women's uh, championships. Let's go. Yep. Um, while we're talking about call-ups, Jade Cargill, what have you thought about uh, what they've been doing with her since they've signed her? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a real eh, vibe for me at the moment. Really? Um, but yeah, yeah. I know I, probably I, I kind of like the. F I, I kind of like the fact that she's feeling like the looming threat at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I get it too. I guess I kind of. Am I am I spoiled on like good debuts that aren't just like I don't know? It seems. It kind of feels a little bit like a good version of what Emma went through the first time before the yeah. release, you know, because it's like next week, next week, next week, but menacingly. Yeah, like, but, they, but, but they haven't actually said she's going to debut, which I think is the genius no. in it, right? Is they've just yeah. sort of had her turning up, turning up, turning up. And the fact that they've brought her over from AEW, uh, they've had to build her up because let's be honest, like there's a massive chunk of the WWE viewership that does not watch AEW. They don't want to watch AEW. In fact, they're the first to comment on an AEW tweet and be like, oh, they've got empty arenas and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, by bringing her in in this way, you're not just creating the looming threat sort of thing, but you're also establishing her as well as she's building intrigue in this new character and when she does finally come out with the music blaring uh, with the intent of beating the shit out of some woman, people are going to pop for her, whereas they probably would not have popped for her if she'd walked out. She's not a uh, Cody Rhodes, right? No. No, I guess the thing is that I know I know who she is. Yeah. And you know who she is. 
Yeah. And I really just want to see her do something good, you know? Yeah. Like, I, 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 get, I get the whole, like, slow build, the debut thing, but I feel like every time someone comes across now, that's kind of what we're getting. I really want a Radicals moment. I really do. I just want a moment where someone's in the, in the audience and who's like, oh, this person, they used to wrestle somewhere else. You know, yeah. and then someone starts shit and they jump the guard around, beat the fuck out of them. I like, really I wouldn't be surprised if we see that next year, dude. Like, yeah. with all the contracts that are coming out from January on both sides of the fence, mm-hmm. um, you know, eventually we're going to have a team of people cross the line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cross well, the talk- line. Is that a reference to later? That is a reference to later. We will get to that. Um, but before we do get to that, we do have this week's LA Night moment of the week. Roll the clip. Let me talk to you. I love LA Night. I love LA Night okay. so much. You're going to have to fill me in here, or is there nothing to fill me in here with? Because this week I was watching. Uh, shorts of WWE before I got a chance to watch it and all of a sudden out of nowhere we've got LA Knight versus Roman at Crown Jewel and I'm like was there a build to this? Apart yeah. from apart from the moment with the sunglasses and all that, was there a build to this? Have I missed something? So he's just been talking shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay so he's been LA, LA Knight. <laughs> yeah he's just talking shit and lots of shit all the time. Um I think that the, like, you know, obviously the stare down last week led to where we are now. Uh, and he's just had matches and beaten up bloodline people. Like, he's, he beat Solo clean, which is crazy mm-hmm. because before that, it just didn't happen. He beat Jimmy. Like, yep. you know, there's this real threat. And Roman's starting to get scared by it all, which is really, really cool. They had the contract signing, and I'm sure you would have seen those clips as that. well. Yeah. But my God, that one where he's like, from where I'm standing right here, I'm the head of the table, so acknowledge me. And, like, Roman was half out of his chair to leave. He was, like, standing up, and he said, acknowledge me, and Roman just sat back down. And he's yeah. like, oh, oh. And, like, it's just... It's really bringing that, like, rock vibe right now, that, like, talk and smack vibe, which is so really great. The, they're allowing the him that to I lean have, into it now. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's great because I really like that. The only issue that I have with it is is that there's something missing, the translation between where he is on promos and where he is during the dead spots of a wrestling match, for me, mm-hmm. because... I've noticed it a little bit. We've spoke about this on the podcast before as well. There are moments where he gets down and he doesn't fight. Like, there are moments where he does. I just think that there's a little bit of time in the matches where he loses the connection a little bit. If he's throwing a punch, the crowd are shouting, yeah. If he's doing a stomp, the people are doing the yeah thing as well. Mm. They pop every time he hits a move. Uh, He spends a lot of time on his back, a lot of time getting beaten down. And one difference I have in my mind is is that remember when The Rock would get beat down at the start of a match? What Mm -hmm. would happen with the crowd? The crowd would just be rumbling. They'd be like, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. And like there would be this constant hum of that going on. There's not happening with LA Knight. It's like they're getting the pops. He's getting monster reactions. But for him to sustain this character in a way that I think the higher-ups will get behind it, 
He really needs that constant flow. And that's a simple thing about reaching. You know, I remember whenever The Rock would get punched and he'd do that like turnaround fucking thing where he'd turn and bend over and like flail with his legs and reach to the corner. He would always like look at people, reach to people. Every time he'd take a move before he'd take someone's finisher, if he was turning around into it, he'd always Mm -hmm. reach out with a hand as he was doing it, you know, like trying to establish where he was, reach yeah. for energy, turn around. Oh, no, the stunner. You know, like there's just that little thing that I see that I really want to see from him right yeah. now. Um, yeah. Because I, mean, I think look, everything else is just crazy good. I was going to say, like he's been in the game for, what, 25, 30 years. So he's not – Yeah. He's not new, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know how long it is. I know it's a long time. Seventy-five years. He's been yeah, arrested. Yeah. yeah, But this is the first time he has been in a position where he is the star. Because I mean, like, yes, they loved him over at Impact. Yes, they loved him at NWA. Yes, they loved him everywhere else he's been. Uh, but he hasn't had this big of a crowd behind him before. And I feel like it's exactly what you're saying, right? He doesn't. He hasn't had the experience at that level as a huge megastar yeah. to tweak that, that's those the thing little too. things. That's the thing. That will come with and time. that's not you know, a and slight on him at all. No, not even. And that's him. what I'm trying to say too. Like yeah. nothing that I've said here is a negative on him. It's just I want him to be the I think biggest it is, star. I think it is just a case of the fact that he has everything and we know he has everything. Yeah, and we want and look, just the crowd that little, do too. We, we he's got that ninety five percent. We want that extra five percent because we want him to be the biggest possible star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I do. And I we, do want to see him do right? that. <laughs> yeah. Look, as far as promos go, amazing. As far as his move set goes, now incredible. Like he's hitting mm. shit that is so clean all the time. Oh. I'm even starting to get sold on this finisher where if you go back like three or four podcasts ago, I was saying I wasn't 100% on it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the, the, the BFT, the way that it hits now, like I said, he started to like dive into it a little mm. bit, you know. And I, I, think I don't it necessarily better. like, I don't necessarily like the arm under pull around into it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the idea of almost like a RKO, you know, like mm. as they turn, he's got the jump, he's pulling them down, like. Yeah. I think that's where it's at. And he does do that at times as well. So I'm really interested to see sort of how it evolves from here because, you know, man, Savio Vega took the stunner from Austin and it was the most uncomfortable looking fucking move I've ever seen. That was like the genesis of it, right? Like Mm. that's where we really got to see it. And then there wasn't a kick for ages. There wasn't anything. He would pick him up, grab him around yeah. the head, one, two, boom, like that. Yeah, it like, wasn't until he added that extra source of the kick where it sort of felt like a complete move. It, even the kick to begin with, it was like a kick, turn, grab, boom. You know, yeah. it was like that. And it wasn't until he got the hip rotation, hit the kick, as he's dropping the leg, he's turning his body, he's reaching up, he's leaning in, pulls him down in the stunner, and that it was so different. If you look at, like, the original few stunners and then look at his, like, peak stunner, Mm -hmm. the dude was, like, leaving the air with the kick. Off of his left foot after throwing the kick, he was already jumping and turning. Like, that's what we – that's the next step for LA Knight. But I am so into the thing. We know. The sad part about this is we know he's not going to win. Like, there would have to be a miracle for them to give him the belt right now. Because that kills Cody Rhodes. 
Mm-hmm. Like it straight up kills Cody Rhodes because now he can't beat the guy to become the guy. But does this kill LA Knight? I don't know. Because it's become. Gonna ha- you're going to have to sell a- me on some fuckery that I do not see coming for it to make sense. As Taz would say, does he become just another victim or not? You know, because yeah. like that's the problem with Roman is, is that you go through this like job factory where you mm. take legitimate stars and you feed them into it and at the other end pops a jobber because it's, they it's all the same, lose. I was going to say it's the same problem that uh, they had um, uh, with our boy um, Bray. Yeah. As yeah. Bray, Bray did amazing stuff, but nobody came out of matches with Bray better than they went in. No. No, like, I love the idea with the Bray thing that they evolved and became a better version of themselves or an original version of themselves. I thought that was a really interesting dynamic. But you're right, because especially once he won the belt, there was nothing you could do with him anymore. Hmm. Like, he couldn't lose the belt because if he lost the belt, he'd lose everything. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened when he did. Hmm. So the issue with it is is that the person to dethrone Roman Reigns will be the next star. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be Nothing a leg- legitimate kingmaker situation. Yeah, you are going to be knighted on the spot. Like, yeah. and never have to worry about your spot ever again. As much as um, I would love to see LA Knight be that guy. Yeah, I just don't think he is. I don't think he is either. Like, I don't think he is from the machine's point of view. No, 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 no. He's definitely got potential to be the guy. Yeah, and I think that, you know, a year's time... He's had a run or two with the belt. Yep. You know, he could easily become the guy, like the yeah. complete and total guy. Like I can see him being at the same level as a Stone Cold Steve Austin, as a Rock, as a Roman Reigns. Like I can genuinely see that from him. Yeah. Um, Abs- but there's work. Absolutely. Yeah. Before we go any further, this show is brought to you by OG Nerd. OG Nerd represents the gamers, the cosplayers, the collectors, the model makers, the tattooists, the artists, and the athletes. They are not just a clothing brand, they are a subculture. OG Nerd revel in their halcyon youth and embrace the lifestyle driven by nostalgia, humble beginnings, and heroes. OG Nerd strives to offer quality, comfortable, and above all stylish streetwear apparel inspired by a lifetime of gaming, music, and street art. I've worked with OG Nerd for many years and find their apparel second to none in terms of quality and appearance. Whether it's at a wrestling show or a convention, you'll be hard-pressed to find a better armour for your rig. Get yours at ognerdlife.com. Um, while we're talking about um, people getting new titles, uh, are we ready for Logan to be the US champ? He's absolutely going to be the US champ. He is absolutely going to be the US champ. He is going to win the belt at Crown Jewel. And I am not uh, against it. I am absolutely for it. He is now, has to be, the best celebrity to ever do this. Oh, absolutely. Like, Like, him. Without question. For me, it goes him, Bad Bunny, Snooky. Well, fuck. You're doing (laughs) my boy fucking Stephen Amell dirty. (laughs) <laughs> because I would put him in there before Snooky. Um, that's the Green Arrow. <laughs> Fuck, you failed this city. Um, 
Yeah, no, but like, yeah, you're right. Like, there's there's just no comparison to Logan at all. He well, knows what like, he's like, doing. We, we love what Bad Bunny did, does every time he comes in, but mm-hmm. I think like there's miles between Logan and Bad Bunny. Yeah, no, I do too, and that's saying something too because I like I really like Bad Bunny's work in there, mm. and like yes. The thing is, though, is a bad buddy reminds me a little bit of that old era of wrestling, um, wrestling celebrity coming in. Where yeah. hey, we'll give you all the sick moves to do, and yeah. you'll do all the cool stuff. But Logan's in there in the trenches, man. Like he's taking oh. shit moves. He's yeah. copping it sweet, like constantly. Yeah. So, man, give him the belt. It's time. It's time yep. for Logan Paul to be crowned the United States champion. It's time for him to get his bullshit heel era on. And it's time for him to actually become a professional wrestler and not just play at it. Because yeah. I think he could do weekly. this as a job. Yeah. Like, bring him in weekly like, after, like, put the title on him and bring him in every week. Like, he doesn't have to wrestle every knows, week. But No, he doesn't. Like, at all. And everybody knows that his boxing matches are more rigged than his wrestling matches. Oh, 100%. So just put him in the ring as a wrestler. The dude could make his entire life's work about it. The thing is, after his boxing match a couple of weeks ago, he was putting over his that he was going to do real, real fighting in the WWE straight afterwards. Like, yeah. Like, he's, he's putting over WWE as his real job. Like, that's what yeah. he wants to do. Like, and that's the mo- thing. Mo- like, you most know, like, of the celebrities go to WWE for a quick payday, but he's going to the boxing for a quick payday and then going back to wrestling. And look, I'm sure that if he said, "All right, bro, let's do it," I am fully in. They would offer him some fucking money, like 100. Oh, percent And he doesn't even need it because he makes ads, ad revenue, like a crazy person. Yeah, when he's not being demonetized for going to crazy <laughs> suicide forests. He's he's doing his thing. Like, yeah. he doesn't need a dollar. He never needs to work another day in his life. So let him do this shit. I am all for it. All Absolutely for it. okay with it. Absolutely. Um, while we're talking about titles, let's jump over to NXT. Uh, mm-hmm. And, look, this week Becky dropped the title um, and... Uh, I don't think we need to go into that side of it too deeply. But what I did want to touch on is I think what Becky has done with her run in NXT has probably been the best case scenario of taking a main roster person back to NXT. Um, I've seen the work that she's been doing there with the younger, newer talent, as well as some of the established talent over there. And she is making stars and bringing attention to the show for starters. Like people have been tuning in to see Becky on the show, uh, but she's absolutely highlighting the girls over there before they're ready to uh, come over to the main roster. Um, I don't know if there's too much to talk about here, but I just wanted to really give Becky props for the work she's been doing. Becky, no belts, but honestly, Becky has been a stable, like an absolute workhorse uh, for years, and her mm-hmm. going back there. And, like, it was completely out of left field, too. Like, she just showed up. And she's like, what up? I'm going to take the belt now. Like, it was such a (laughs) good thing. There was that subtle build to it, which I actually think was genius, was, um, I can't remember her name, the girl who had the title before her, um, made that statement about all the champions uh, who had the title before her and put Becky in there. And it was like, well, actually, I didn't have that title. 
but I want it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it was subtle, but it was enough to justify sending her over there. Yeah. No, and I, I think that it's good. I think that everything that she did was really, really good. Um, I would say that maybe Ziggler, maybe Corbin, but no one to the same level that Becky did. So Yeah. I mean, look, the thing is with Ziggler and Corbin going over there is they went over there in a lull in their career, both of them. Yeah. Whereas Becky went over there on top. Yeah. Yeah. She just had a banger of a match with Trish. Yeah. Like, and he goes, fuck it, I'm going over to NXT to fucking have some more bangers. Yeah. Yeah, no, I am I am all in for it. Uh, I really liked it. I was really happy to see it. And now I think, you know, she can come back if she wants to, do her thing mm -hmm. again. Um, I don't really know what she's coming back to, though. Well, you know? here's, here, here's one that, that we could be doing. is She had that uh, match with uh, Indy Hartwell before uh, she lost the title, and that was on Raw. Um, yeah have her come back and start building India up because I think they need to start putting some effort into building up some of these Australian stars before they get to the chamber. Says the Rhea Ripley, the most built-up star in the company. Well, look, 100%. <laughs> like, no denial there, right? But the thing is, like, you're about to come over to Australia and have one of the biggest events you're going to have of the year on Australian soil. I think you yeah. need to do it with more than just Mami on top. Old mate Demon can't come over and carry the entire show on her back as much yeah. as we would like her to. Um, oh, look, she 100% should be main event. But um, I think people like Indy should also be on that um, that card as well. Um, yeah, and, look, I don't do even know if... Indy up against Becky for some reason. Don't even have a title on it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... You could easily do Indy versus Rhea Ripley, but you'd need to build it up like right now. You'd need to start building now. I I, I don't think yeah. that's the show for, um, um, yeah, I don't think that's it. <laughs> um, I, no. I did I, I did say here in my notes, and this is me being a Kiwi, is Dakota Kai is teasing at the moment that she's going to be ready to start get back in the ring next year. I would love yep. to see Dakota versus Indy as well. Um, yeah. That's because I'd just like to see Dakota Kai back in the ring and as close to a New Zealand pay-per-view as possible, right? So, one, <laughs> it's not a New Zealand pay-per-view and there's never going to be a New Zealand pay-per-view. Market's just not big enough. But having her yeah. close to home would be amazing. Like, yeah. I know Kiwis who would fly over just to see Dakota Kai fighting mm -hmm. in an arena. Yeah. No, and look, you're right. I think that we Australia don't really versus have New Zealand. Way of we could call it the Bledisloe match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah look and look WWE when they do travel internationally they do that sort of thing all the time so yeah. thinking about it though we don't have a lot of like Australian talent right now like we've got Bronson Reed mm. um, we've got Chase you we've got old mate Duke Hudson over there um, but that's there's not a lot of Australian talent that are on the roster on a weekly basis uh, on WWE TV that you, they will you've, use. You've got Bronson, you've got Mami, um, uh, Grayson Waller. Yeah, and like he'll obviously be promo intro promo guy. Probably will be the host of it, is what I was thinking. That would be actually amazing. Yeah, I, that, and like obviously I left Bronson, I left um, Grayson Waller off the list because I do just assume that Grayson Waller is going to be the yeah. host of the event, um, and that makes sense as well. 
Yeah, no. So yeah. I think that Heaven trying to make that, the entire pay per view into a Grayson Waller effect. Oh yeah, it'll all be about all be about Grayson Waller every every match. I can see that happening for sure. Yeah. So, but and then until he gets shut up, probably by Bronson Reed. Maybe I was just you know, about to say that. Then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, have Bronson come out and shut him up. Yeah. Because, like, you know, there's no one big enough here. There's never been anyone big enough in Australia to take me out. And then you hear the Godzilla music. I still hear the Godzilla music. I don't care. <laughs> when Bronson was Jonah Rock, he used to come out to this, like, dun, 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 yeah. dun. Like, real, like, Godzilla stompy-ass music. It's so good. It makes sense. Um, well, because he is. He's just yeah. a Godzilla of a man. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely a much bigger Godzilla of a man now. But, yeah. A lot of stuff to look forward to when it comes to the show. And hopefully we get to talk about it a lot more, maybe even in person. 100%. That's the plan. And, uh, of course, ticket sales were announced uh, just today. Uh, Mm. They go uh, on sale next week. Um, I believe Wednesday next week is uh, the pre order people, the people that uh, registered for early ticket sales. Um, They go on sale on Wednesday. And then on Friday, uh, general public sale goes on so uh hopefully i've got some money in the bank by then (laughs) hopefully too i don't think i will but let's wait and see shall we (laughs) yeah um all right going back to um crown jewel for a second we've got cena versus solo announced um i think this one is going to be it's going to be i I put in the notes it's going to be a banger um I'm going to rephrase that because I don't think it's going to be a five-star match banger, but I think it's going to be a sports entertainment banger. Is it going to be a star maker moment? This is the thing. I don't think Cena makes stars. (laughs) Yeah, we've had this discussion before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cena doesn't make stars. Um, He should be able to do that at his level. Like, he, he's he's at the same point in his career that uh, Undertaker was at five, ten years ago. And yeah. Undertaker was handpicking people and making stars out of them. Yeah. And I think um, Cena's handpicking, but I don't know what it is about him that he just, no one comes out of these matches a bigger star than they went in. It's the stupid dickhead poses and over-exaggeration and... Lack of putting over people, even if he puts them over in a in a match, it's just there's something about it that it's a remnant of Super Cena. I think mm. is what it is. It is a remnant of a time where he destroyed the Nexus by himself because he could, um, and like obviously that's been a big issue for a long time with Cena. Mm. I think though that he has made a star out of L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I, I like, think it was it's easier moments. when you've got someone that's already on the rocket though. Like he was already elevating himself. The crowd was already behind him, already there pushing him to the top. And mm-hmm. Cena coming in just sort of helped with that elevation. But when you get someone like Solo, who I think the crowd respects Solo and they like Solo as the menacing destroyer that he is but I don't think he's coming out of it looking better because he's not already on that trajectory to the top. Yeah. Uh, look, you're absolutely right in that sense. I do think, though, that I still really want that fucking thing to happen that I talked about a couple of weeks ago. I still really want a heel Cena versus face LA Knight from now until WrestleMania because mm. if I look at the marquee for Mania, 
LA Knight, he needs a big match this time. Like, he didn't get one last time. He needs a star maker moment. And I would not be mad. We've been talking about what happens, what fuckery happens. I wouldn't be mad if Cena cost him the match against Roman. Oh, I do like, I do like that. I do like that. Like, it's, yeah, for Cena to legitimately turn heel, he needs to fuck over uh, a fan favourite. Okay. And who's the biggest, who's the biggest fan favourite? This is my pitch. Referee, LA Knight hits a BFT. As he hits the BFT, maybe he swings Roman around by the, the head with his arm like he does. Roman arm swings out, punches the referee in the head at the same time as he turns. BFT, bang, one, two, three. You count to 50. It doesn't matter. It's all over. LA Knight wins the match. He's got it. He's going to be the guy. Nothing. Then Jimmy runs out. LA Knight disposes of him. Jay runs. Oh, it's not Jay. Jay runs out. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Jimmy runs out. Beats him up for a bit. Jay runs out, fucks him off. They go brawling backstage, continue their feud. Solo comes out. Cena comes out. Solo and Cena in the ring. Solo takes him out. Oh, so Cena takes out Solo. Bang. Looks around at Roman. Roman's getting up. He's like, all right. All right. All right. Turns. FU, attitude adjustment. It's got to be the FU, though, because he's a bad guy. Attitude yeah. adjustment. FU to LA night. Bang, Roman looks like what the actual fuck just happened. Yeah. Dreferee comes to his feet. Roman doesn't do anything else, doesn't need to, has the puzzled look on his face, grabs LA Knight, rolls him over, one, two, three. Cena just stands in the corner looking at him. Roman celebrates, leaves. End of the show is just Cena looking down at LA Knight. That's the pitch. That is the only way you, that I want to see this end. Yep, dude, book it. I'm down. And then have spend the next couple of months with Cena just being a cunt. But I, I, want, to, like, I want to see who, what he's like as a bad guy this day and age. Who do you think you are? Who yeah. do you think you are? You're out here emulating The Rock. You're out here emulating Stone Cold Steve Austin, but you forgot the greatest of all time, John Cena. Like, Well, they're almost building to that... Already, when you think about it, like the greatest. Well, that's of all what time they're calling him make, now. Yeah, that's that's what they're yeah. doing with it. Have him upset because of that. Yeah. Have him take offense to it, and then have him build to a match. Have LA Knight maybe get another opportunity, you know, at Roman. Have him cost it again, you know. Build that up. Give LA Knight every reason to be fucking. Fu- you know, do it all. Do all. Bring back the greatest hits of it all. Have. LA Knight on a bridge with the spinner title, the US title, the the, the world title, and just yeah. throw it off a bridge. Be like, come on, bitch, you want to go? Let's go. I'll take the shit you care about and I'm going to throw it away. You know, yeah. like rewind the classics. Do all of that. I'm Let's so in for it. I'm down. Let's do it. I'm right. down. Book it. Call Paul. Paul. Yeah. On it. Paul. I'm going to get him on the phone. <laughs> All right, yeah. uh, moving right along. Um, in the last couple of weeks, of course, uh, we've seen Nick Aldis uh, 
um, taking his throne as the general manager of SmackDown. We talked about this uh, on the last show. Uh, Adam Pearce now in charge of Raw. Now, what we have seen in the last couple of weeks is these two going at each other. They've been kicked off each other's shows, uh, all sorts of stuff. Um, there was a speculation that this was going to lead to Survivor Series, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. There's also word from behind the scenes that that is not the case. That's not where the story is headed. Do you think this is headed to Nick Aldis versus Adam Pearce? Adam Pearce getting back in the ring after a long time of him not being in the ring, and we finally see Nick Aldis in a WWE ring. Man... I had a conversation with my mate the other day about this. Also, a quick shout-out to my boy Jim Rays, who wrestled at Ballarat against Adam Pearce. Absolute banger, as I've mentioned before about Jim, technical mm. mastermind. Um, so you can imagine the match was great. But on to Adam Pearce. Adam Pearce, NWA legacy, the legacy that he's had as NWA champion. Mm-hmm. Nick Aldis, the legacy that he brought to the belt. Man, if you could get Billy on the phone and just say, hey, man, I know that we kind of sometimes maybe work together, but how would you feel about us sending down one of them to NWA to beat EC3 for the NWA championship? And how would you feel about putting that match at WrestleMania for Nick Aldis versus Adam Pearce for the NWA Championship. Look, firstly, there's no way Billy says no to that. Mm-hmm. Right? Giant mark. Yeah, 100%. Uh, secondly, we also know that Triple H loves the legacy of that title. Giant mark. <laughs> right? He, yeah. he literally has that title on his wall above his desk. Mm-hmm. I think he's got one of the original match. ones on his above his desk. I think he actually has the belt that Flair had. Mm. That would also make sense. Mm. Very, very cool. But, yeah, I think that they would be so in for that, like with the amount of love that Triple H has for the legacy of it, all of that. Um, I could see them doing it, having a very small run, not mm. even like, not even more <laughs> than the show, you know. Maybe this is, this is how I would. This hands. is how I would book having that belt change hands in the first place. As NWA is literally about to get TV for the first time mm-hmm. in years, you have their debut show, and you've got EC3 out there touting his title. It's amazing. I'm the champ. You know, establishing himself as the champ on this new TV show, and then you have Pierce come out. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd make it be Pierce because he's the one who WWE fans know more than Nick Aldis. And you have him walk out and go, yeah, but are you the greatest champ? Oh, okay, okay. Yes, but I agree with Adam Pierce. But I'm the greatest champion ever. My name be EC3. I'm really good. Fucking guitar. Boom. Behold the king. Right? Triple oh, H walks out. And he's like, you think that you're the greatest champion in NWA. I've got the greatest champion on my roster right here. Like that. Have Adam Pearce walk out. Only because his favorite champion from NWA is now on AEW, so we can't bring him out. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. But have him come out. Have him bring Adam Pearce. Say, this is WWE versus NWA, like that whole thing. Yeah. Like have him say, I want to put your show on the map because what is bigger 
than Triple H coming out on an NWA first episode. And, like, you, and, you do it, and you do it with all the pomp and pageantry of a Triple H the entrance. The full deal. His yeah. full entrance. Time to play the game. Behold the King of Kings. Yeah. Whichever one it is. And just dip have in, him walk out in that suit. And you dip into the WWE budget as well. And you the only fireworks on the entire show. <laughs> yeah. 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 Give him to Pierce though. You know. Yeah. Have him like we've we've got we've we've rolled the red carpet out for our boy, and like have him come out. I want to fight you right now, you know. Yep. Have the titles change hands, and you know what? Because I like fucking like the guy, and he deserves it. The night after WrestleMania, have EC3 come out with Billy Corgan, and sure. say, "Right, my turn." Yeah, and that's and how you drop the title. Have EC3 back. win a match on WWE Raw and win Raw the title after back. Mania as well. The Raw after Mania that would be. I'm- Fucking excellent. I'm so hoping that without Vince in charge that we go back to the Raw after Manias that we loved. Yeah. I, that's <laughs> and that, and that's that the I sort miss. of crazy shit that you need to have happen. Yeah. Because no, the I'm Raw's after Mania are unpredictable. They were supposed to be unpredictable. Please, Uncle Paul. Please. Okay. That's, I want that. We now have two angles that we need to get on the phone to Paul and discuss. Fuck, I'm a great booker. <laughs> <laughs> Right. All so, right. Uh, the, the thing is, I'll introduce this bit here because I know that I'm not going to get a chance to say shit from here. <laughs> Finn, yeah. you have a problem with binge. I do have a problem with binge. What's um, your problem with binge? Okay, so firstly, binge, I love you. You've given me entertainment every week. Um, flawless with the uh, broadcast of the live TV shows. Doing an amazing job. And... I'll also say whoever's on charge of in charge of their social media, really good at responding to uh, my shitty tweets. <laughs> but please, uh, please what, uh, sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to burn too many bridges with this rant. But <laughs> here's what I do want to fucking know: How do they decide what goes on binge and what doesn't, and when does it come out? Because since they have taken over all WWE programming in the region. We still don't have the Cody Rhodes documentary. We still don't have any of the um, Table for Three or, you know, all that good stuff that is usually on the network. It's not coming out. Randomly, we're getting some of the back catalogue being uploaded, but all the new stuff, we're not getting it. And I don't know why. I don't understand. Is it a contract thing? Like, we need, like, as fans, we all were forced to drop the network, which I didn't complain about because I already had a binge subscription. But... Um, I want to watch these documentaries. It's one of the things I loved about the network was the docos, um, mm-hmm. the series of, like, one of my favourite shows is Table for Three. Like, I love that show. Yeah. Uh, getting the old timers sitting around telling stories. Um, uh, all the other stuff that's on the network, we don't get it. I want to know why we're not getting it. Like, how do they also, make Also, the these network decisions? was hickory-smoked horse buttholes. It was shithouse. Yeah. But the content so was available. But the content was yeah. available at drop, right? The moment America got it, we got it. Um, and since this has happened, we're not getting any of it. And I, they also get uh, most of the Peacock stuff on binge already, so I don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. No, look, and that's the thing. is, that, Okay, so you need to do one of two things. You need to give us what we want, like Batista said, give us what we want, or you need to give us Peacock in Australia. Yep. 
I want that. Give yeah. me one of those two things. Hundred um, percent. I just I just want to watch my my wrestling shows. Just want to watch me stories. I just want to watch me stories, and you're not giving them to me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's literally it. Like I, I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on. They are really good. Their social media team is really good at responding to tweets and um, posts and stuff like that. And um, anytime I've put up something like, "Hey, what is happening?" I always get the I'll get back to you. We'll look into it. We'll ask the right person. But you know, we're still not getting these shows. Like the Cody Rhodes documentary came out uh, months ago at this stage, like two or three months ago. I've already yeah, watched I it. Haven't seen it. I was I was forced into watching it on a uh, dodgy website, but I would have oh, watched hey, it on nah, Binge. Come on. I would have watched no. it. No, but this is the thing: is yeah. if you don't give it to us in a legitimate manner you're forcing people to go and watch it elsewhere. We're going to find a way. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that, that applies to all media. So don't think that it's just WWE. Don't think it's mm. just binge, whatever it is. Anything that I want to watch, if I can't avail- readily available watch it, I will find a way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have a binge subscription. I have a Netflix subscription. I have most of them. And... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my, I, I will pay for it legitimately if you give it to me. Like even the good example of me paying for things because I can get it is a lot of the Marvel stuff I will watch on YouTube uh, when it comes out if I haven't watched it in cinemas and I'll pay the 20 bucks to watch it on YouTube um, yeah. because it's available to pay for there. But if I can't pay yeah. for it, you're forcing me you- into a corner of doing something I don't want to do. Best believe you're going to source it from somewhere else. Yeah. So, yeah, binge, please, get your shit together. Please, 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 please. binge, because I want to watch ECW. <laughs> Is there, there's a bit of ECW stuff on there, I think. Yeah, but there's a bit. I want more. I want more Mike Awesome. I only want to watch Mike Awesome matches. Oh, just go over to uh, the Nitro uh, classic episodes. I like, don't want to watch a... the Fat Chick Thriller. I want to watch Mike <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> But first, while we're talking about news, let's talk about Pro Wrestling Down Under. Pro Wrestling Down Under is a fantastic source for Australian professional wrestling news and upcoming events, as well as all the latest top news from WWE and AEW. They offer some great exclusive content from interviews, opinion articles, and insights from some of the top Australian wrestlers to make it to the big promotions overseas. PW Down Under aims to be a source of information for people looking to get involved in Australian professional wrestling with events listing, training school bios, and news on the latest seminars across the country. So if you ever wanted to get involved in Australian wrestling, this is the place for you. Visit pwdownunder.com. That's pwdownunder.com. Time to give some love to the Aussie and New Zealand shows coming up uh, across the next couple of months. Starting off with Warrior Wrestling Aotearoa Showdown, which we've been talking about this one at it feels like we've been building this show for a while. Uh, but November 11th, it's coming up very soon. And Takapuna, warriorwrestling.co.nz is the place to go to if you want tickets. Uh, our boys in uh, Melbourne, Renegades of Wrestling. Yep. <laughs> 
Our boys over in Melbourne, Renegades of Wrestling, they have got their big breakthrough show coming up at Essendon Arena, Saturday, November 11th. You can go check that one out. And of course, my crew at All Star Pro Wrestling Australia, they've got their There Can Only Be One show coming up November 18th in Padstow, and they are adding more and more stars to that card as we speak. Uh, so make sure you check that one out. Yeah, and um, I just want to say before I begin my side of things from this side of the country, uh, a quick note. As a former Southern Hemisphere Wrestling Alliance champion, I held the belt for over a year as someone who wrestled there for such a long time. And it really gave me a start after I had kind of fallen away from wrestling after moving from Melbourne to Perth. Um, at EPW Vendetta, it was the final Schwa Championship match. Uh, it was the Don Michael Morleone as champion, as both champions of EPW and Schwa versus Felix Young and Jared Slate. Um, they really personify, between the three of them, a lot of the history of Schwa. And, uh, yeah, it was a very emotional, very special night. Um, and at the end of the day, Jared Slate is now the final ever Schwa champion. That is the last remnant of the company existing. It has been slowly uh, being removed uh, over time because EPW purchased the company, as far as I'm aware, and has sort of been phasing it out. Um, it's just because, you know, they want to bring wrestling mm. into its own circle under the EPW banner. Um, but it was very sad to see it go. I want to thank each and every single person who has ever been a part of the company, whether you were part of the ring crew, whether you were on commentary, whether you were announcers, whether you were people who just helped out on the show, whether you were wrestlers, whether you were champions, thank you. And also, especially, thank you to the fans. Thank you for being bloodthirsty about it being taken away from you. Thank you for supporting us through all of what we've done I genuinely love each and every one of you for the passion that you gave to us for what we did. Uh, so big rest in peace to the Southern Hemisphere Wrestling Alliance. And, yeah, that, that kind of brings us to the future. And the future here in Perth, we've got Dude, Where's My Ring? February 23rd and 24th. We're still awaiting details on those two shows. Uh, obviously, the big dog, WWE, Optus Stadium, Elimination Chamber, on the 21st of February, 2024, tickets on sale next week. Going to be an absolutely massive show, as we reported earlier. Please go check it out. Please support it so we can get more wrestling, because we want more wrestling. And finally, EPW, the Aussie Wrestling Super Show, February 23rd at Williston Stadium, right on the heels, right on the heels of Elimination Chamber. That is going to be a massive show with talent from all over Australia. So, I was going to say, so what you're saying is, don't come to Perth for just the weekend. Stay for the week and get your wrestling full. Honestly, come and stay and watch it all. Because I promise you, you will not regret it. It's going to be an amazing week of wrestling. And I, if you need a place to crash, hey, I've got a couch. I've got maybe even a spare bed. It'll be okay. Hey, I've Just already got know. dibs on one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there there, there yes. is rumours flying around as well that there might be a star cast coming that same week to Perth. Ooh. Mm. There, I will massive asterisk that it's a rumour. I've heard zero confirmation. 
Well, we are terrible at reporting rumors as fact, so don't take anything we say with anything more than a grain <laughs> of salt. I've just realized that we didn't even talk about TNA, but that's the thing that we're going to talk about. We didn't talk about AEW, but that's the thing we're going to talk about. But until next time, thank you so much for listening. Thank you especially. Yes, you. 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 I was going to say a random name, but I'm sure I get one of them wrong. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being beautiful. From myself and Fidmic Awesome. Until next time, we'll see you down under the ring. Bye.